Okay, good morning. Um, yesterday we concluded the sugya, we concluded the sugya about the earliest time for Kriya Shema. As a Tashan today we're going to begin the sugya about the latest time. Um, just one point, I just want to make sure there's no, uh, no misunderstanding or from, at the end of the show we discussed the four, main four options about what to do on Friday night. I don't want anyone going away thinking that, uh, any, any of the four options, or there's anything particularly wrong with them, anyone who follows option one or two, as I said, with a chassidim, I'm not chassidim, I don't mean in any way to knock any of the four options. The only reason I mention the problems with the first two is simply because the first two would seem to be the most ideal. Halakhically, they seem to get us out of all problems, and therefore we're just showing that each one, as well as number three and four, have the same, uh, exactly this, also have their have, also have their, um, if you want, uh, problems, if you want. Each of the four have Gedolim behind them, Gedolim are placing behind them, and therefore each person, obviously, we're not, uh, not suggesting anyone to change, each one's got their got, uh, good, good reasons to follow, um, and therefore continue on. Uh, if we, today we're going to start uh, on Daf Gimel, uh, four lines down, Daf Gimel on the Dada. We're going to begin to, uh, to explain the opinion of Rabbi Yazza. Rabbi Yezer who says in the Mishnah that the latest time, the latest time for reading Kriya Shema in the, of, of the evening is the end of the first watch, the end of the first, as we're going to see, the first third of the night. The night is divided up into watches, what we call Mishmaris, um, which uh, correspond to the Mishmaris in Shomayim, where the Malochim, they, the night is divided up into three parts, and in each segment of the night, uh, a different group of Malachim would sing Shira to Hashem. You answered my question yesterday about Shira, about um, the Baruchas. You answered yesterday in the Shira. Right. Atzei Farshmura. So says the Gemara, Atzei Farshmura. But the other says that we do it until the end of the, you've got until the end of the first watch. Micah Sovak, Rabbi Yezah. What does Rabbi Yezah hold? We're going to see on the Omid base there's a machoikas between Rabbi Nosan and Rabbi and Rabbi, between Rabbi Nosan and Rabbi Yodanosi, as to whether the night is divided into three or four watches. So the Gemara wants to know now what is the opinion of Rabbi Yezer? Is it three or is it four? That's number one. And number two is, whichever one it is, why did he just say let's say three hours into the night, or four hours into the night. What's he saying at the end of the first Mishmah? My Kosova Rabbi Yezah. What does Rabbi Yezah hold? E Kosova Shodesh Mishmaris Havea If Rabbi Yezah holds that the night is divided into three watches, Lemur lets him say, Ab Arvashois. Twelve hours divided by three is four. So let him just say that you've got four hours into the night to read Kriyashana. And if he holds that the night is divided into four Mishmaris, then Lema let him just say, 12 divided by 4 is 3. So Lema let him just say, um, uh, uh, sorry, I've gone the wrong way around. If he holds that the night is divided into four parts, so 12 divided by 4 is 3, as we said. Then, Lema, let him say, Ad Shalishalish, until 3 hours into the night. So, whichever one he holds, whether he holds it 3 Mishmaris, which divided into 4 parts, 
just say three or four hours into the night. So answer the Gemara, Lo'elon Kasova Sholish Mishmari. In answer to your first question, really Rabbi Yezah holds that the night is divided into three Mishmaris, into three parts. The three parts in Shomayim, the reason why he doesn't just say you've got four hours is because he wants to teach us the Ikal Mishmaris Berakiah. As we said, there are watches up there in the sky. The Malochim are divided up into groups throughout the night. There's three groups on each night who will sing Shira Ta Kodesh Baruch. Well, it's not, it's, it's, it's not a tradition. It's, it's your mind. That, that was the, that's the way it is. No, that's right. Now, also, there are also, this is what he wants to teach us. That there are actually Mishmaris down on earth. In other words, there's actually ways for us to tell. We're going to see in a second how to tell. But there are simonim, there are signs by which we can know which Mishmar we have just entered. If you would just say three hours, sorry, four hours, if you say four hours into the night, Fine, you baby, if you've got a watch, you could, you could time it. But he wants to tell you, even if you don't have a watch, there's actually ways to tell, even down here, that without knowing what, what the Malachim actually is doing in Shammai, we can know which Mishmar we have just finished or started. How do we know this? The Tanya, because we've learned in a brighter. Rabbi Yezah, Omeda, Rabbi Yezah says, Shalish Mishmar is that the night is divided into three watches. Ve'alkol Mishmar, Mishmar, Yeshev HaKadosh Baruch and on each Mishma, in each Mishma, Kodesh Baruch Hu sits, the Sheikh Ko'ari. And he cries out like a lion. Obviously, this is not to be understood too literally. But uh, it's for us to understand, Kaviyochal HaKodesh Baruch Hu cries, roars like a lion. Shenem, as it says, Hashem Mimorim Yishog. Hashem from upon high, he roars. For Mimorim Kodshay, and from his holy abode, Yitin Kodo, he gives forth his voice. Sha'ig Yishag Al Moveil. He surely roars over his, over his uh, former Beis In other words, the night is divided into three watches, and you've got in this pocket, how does everybody ever know it's three watches? Because three times it says the word Shoi. It says first, Hashem Imorim Yish'ah, and then it says at the end of the pocket, Shoi Yish'ah, that's number two, al Moveil. In other words, throughout the night, throughout these three Mishmaras, HaKadosh Baruch Hu mourns, as it were, his Beit HaMikdash, his Noveyu, the Beit HaMikdash which has been destroyed. The Simen and the way to know, I mean, it's very nice saying the night is three Mishmaras, what does that mean to us? There's a way to know. Mishmara Rishonah, in the first Mishmar, Chamar Noya, the donkey's break. That's when you can hear the, the donkey making its noise, you know, that's first Mishmar. Or the, we'll see whether it's the beginning or the end of the Mishnah that the Gemara is going to discuss. Shiniyah Kalavim Tzayakim. In the second Mishnah, the dogs bark. We cry, but the dogs make their noises. And Shalishis, in the third watch, the third and final part of the night, Tinoik Yonik Mishadei Imoi. The child, the baby, wakes up and is feeding from its mother. The Ishon is Tapeles in Bala. And since it's already coming towards day, as we're going to see, the wife speaks with her husband. Oh, the people are already talking together. So, the Gemara says, Michael Choshev, what are we listing here? You've told me the simon for the first Mishmar, for the second one, the third one, what are you telling me here? Michael Choshev, Rabbi Yezah, what's Rabbi Yezah listing here? Eat the Chilat Mishmar, Koshev, 
If he's telling you when the beginning of each Mishmar is, the beginning of the first Mishmar is when the donkey breaks. The beginning of the second Mishmar is when the dogs bark. And the beginning of the third Mishmar is when people are speaking and the child's feeding. Then, Sechiraf Mishmar or Simon Why, Rabbi Yezid, do you need to give me a simon? Why do you need to give me a sign for the first Mishmar? For the first, the beginning of the first Mishmar? Why do you need a simon? Urtahu. There's a much easier simon. Well, I've got to start li- listening out for the donkey. When it goes dark. The minute it goes dark, that's the beginning of the first Mishmar. You don't need to give me a simon for that. It's self-understood. It's gone dark. So, and each soap Mishmar is Kafashiv. If he's coming to list out the signs for the end of the, each Mishmar, the end of the first Mishmar, the end of the second one, so, um, uh, so we, if that's what he's listing out, then soap Mishmar Akharin are Lomani Simana. Why do you need to give me a simon? Why do you need to give me a, a sign for the end of the last Mishmar? Yamamahu. Again, it's a very simple Mishmar. What's that? When it becomes day. When it becomes day, I know that the end, it's the end of the night, it's the end of the last watch. You don't need to give me a simon for that. Ever rather, says the Gemara, Choshev Sof Mishmar Rishayna. He's telling you the end of the first Mishmar, the end of the first third. Utzachilat Mishmar Acharena. He's telling you the beginning of the last Mishmar. The Ensoyis to Ensoyisa. And the middle of the middle one. In other words, He's telling you that when, if you want to know when the end of the first Mishmar is, that's when the donkeys break. You want to know when the beginning of the last Mishmar, the beginning of the last third of the night, that's when the woman is, the, the women are feeding the, 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 uh, the child, and apparently people are already speaking, ready people waking up the last four hours of the night. And you want to know the middle one, when is the middle of the middle Mishmar, meaning in simpler terms, when is Chatzot, the midpoint of the night, that is when the dog starts. Okay, we'll see what is, obviously, what's the major enough community. Why would you want to know when Chatzos is? Because Chatzos is the most opportune time for Tikkun Chatzos. For people who get up and uh, say Tikkun Chatzos, which nowadays is not so prevalent. I don't think the men are so prevalent. There's reasons given for it, but people would get up at Chatzos and mourn the loss of the Beit HaMikdash. Well, you have to know when Chatzos is. The answer is when the dog barks. That's the first answer of the Gemara. The Ebayis Eimah, or you can say, Kulu Sof Mishmaris Kachashis. Really, he's telling you the end of all the Mishmaris. The end of the first Mishmar, the end of the second, the end of the third. The Chit Eimah, if you're going to say, what was your question on that? Acharein Oleitzarech. The end of the last Mishmar doesn't need a simmer. It's daytime. For what is it going to make a difference? Why do I need to know? Why do I need to have a sign for the end of the last Mishmar? The Nachkimina is going to be the It's going to be for somebody who wants to read Kriya Shema for somebody who's, who's uh, sleeping in a dark room. There's no windows there. So, he wants to know when should he read Kriya Shema but man Kriya Shema enough. He doesn't know when is the time for reading Kriyashima. He can't see, you're, you're telling me, well, just look for days, but look for the first rays of light. He can't. He's in a dark cellar with no, no windows. So, Kim and Deish on the Simbala, assuming he's got, uh, the, you know, there are women there speaking with their husband. So, once the women begin to speak with their husband, <laughs> and the child is feeding, then Lekum Velikri, get up and read Kriyashima. Okay, so we've got two answers to the Gemara here. Either Rabbi Yasser is telling me the end of the first Mishmar, the beginning of the last Mishmar, and the middle of the middle Mishmar, 
always telling me the end of all the Mishmaras. And why do I need the end of the last Mishmar? Surely just look for days. The answer is, somebody's sleeping in a cellar where there's no windows, there's no way for him to know when it's daytime. The answer is, there's a sim. Look out, listen out for people speaking, listen out for the babies crying, whatever it is. Through that, you'll know. Okay? Now, if you look at Rashi, we're just going to pick one... Yeah, but he comes in, presumably people come in when it's dark. They're coming from the fields we already saw, so you'll know when it got dark. But waking up, he's not going to go outside to check every five minutes if it's got, uh, if it's got light. They come, it seems they come, they stop work, we said they stop work at, uh, at uh, the Seisai Kachov. So if it's in prison or something, locked out... That's right. I mean, yeah, it's have to have an Isha in Barlo there as well, but yeah. That's right, exactly. Now we're just going to pick out one Rashi. I just want to show you what one Rashi. If you look at Rashi, Zibar Hamasil, the Isha Mesaperes and Bala. Okay, if you look at Rashi, the Isha Mesaperes and Bala, it's a little over halfway down. The Isha Mesaperes and Bala. We said that the simon for the last Mishmar is when the Isha is speaking with our says Rashi, Kevar Higia Koreb Layon. It's already come close to daytime. And people are waking up from their sleep. And the people who are lying together, people who are sleeping together, they would be speaking with one another. What's Rashi talking about? Is he going to be the first answer or the second answer? There is the, second, the first answer, which we said, the first answer is that this simon on the third Mishnah is the beginning of the third Mishnah, I wouldn't call that close today. It's four hours before daytime. That you can't say Kvahi Giyat Koreb It's already got close to daytime. I mean, it'd be a little interesting to say that. Okay? M- maybe he does. Maybe he does mean that. But my question isn't so much on that. It's on the second shot. According to the second shot in the Gemara, what, what's uh, Rabbi Yasser telling us? He's telling us the end, the end of the last Mishnah, which is, as we said, day. Right? We said it's daytime, so why do I need to know it? Oh, because if I was in a dark room, if I was in a dark room, there would be no way of me telling, so, oh, Kim and Isha Mitzaperet and Bala. So why is Rashi saying, Kirahi Giyar Koreb Layem? It's Koreb Layem, it is daytime. We just, I mean, otherwise they're not the same thing. It's clear from the Gemara that this time when Isha Mitzaperet and Bala is the same time as daytime. It's just... I mean, otherwise you can't read Kriyashima for a start. But, so Rebbe, at that time, it's only daytime. Just, you're in a dark room, so you wouldn't know. Ah, Kim, this is on the and you know it's daytime. So why did you actually say, Kivahi Giyas Koreb Layem? Oh, so that's, that, that's what I asked. If he's saying on the first, if he's going with the first answer, it's, uh, it's interesting you call that Koreb Layem. I mean, as I said, on the other hand, though, it says that people are speaking with one another. Maybe it's not still that correct. I don't know. But I, I have a feeling he may, I mean, depending on what the pasta says, Rashi normally goes with whatever the posh shot is. So, if you go with the second, uh, the second shot, it's also it's definitely problematic. It's not correct. Like, yeah, it is safe. Oh, very good. Look at Tosus. I, I, the reason why I picked out this Rashi is because... It, I'd like to suggest, and it could be, that Rashi means the same as Tosus. 
with, again, I'm just trying to show it with, with just one or two words, Rashi says a whole toaster, I mean, it's a short toaster, but Rashi picks up the same point. He's, he's marami to it. He just alludes to this idea with two words. If you look at toasters, the man's are gone even based Aesop. The third toast is down on the page, on the left hand side, the man's are gone even based Aesop. We said the difference is going to be for somebody who is sleeping in a dark room. So you won't know when daytime is, so listen out for people talking. Ask Tosus, Fim Toma, but I've got a problem, says Tosus. Later on, when we discussed the earliest time for reading Kriyashima in the morning, Rabbi Yezer says it's not from daybreak. It's from when you can tell the difference, you can discern between two different shades of colour, between white and blue. We'll see about the what, what it means over there when we come to it. But it's definitely a later time, 10 minutes, 20 minutes after Amutashaka, after daybreak. So what's the Gemara saying? Oh, the Nakhimin is going to be for somebody who's lying in a dark room, doesn't know when daytime is, so he can listen out when people begin to speak to one another, then he knows it's daytime, ah, Lekum Likri, let him get up and say Shema. It's not. This is Rabbi Yezid. Rabbi Yezid says you've got to wait an, a little extra time. So answer says this, the Yeshlema. Mikomokim, nevertheless, Kivin Shiyoda Mofayala Amut HaShachar. Since he knows when Amut HaShachar is, then, Kodim Shiyokum Yizamin Asmei Kivarigia Osei. By the time he's got up, and he's got dressed, and he's done what he needs to do, and he's prepared himself, he's washed his hands, he's gone to the excuse, etc., and he's ready to be Kriyashima, by the time he's done all of that, it'll already be Mishiyake Ben Tchelet Lekazi. So in other words, says, says Tosfus, what the Gemara is saying about this, somebody else says, you're lying in a dark room. So, I need to know, when is it going to be time to get up and prepare to say Kriya Shema? So, says the Gemara, what you do is, says Rabbi Yezid, listen out for Isham and Saperet and Baalot, when, uh, when husband and wife are talking, you know now is the end of the night. It's already daybreak. By the time you get up, and you prepare yourself, you get dressed, then it'll already be time to read Kriya Shema. That's what it means, Leikum It doesn't mean you can get up now and read Kriya Shema. It means get up, prepare yourself, and by the time you're ready, you'll be able to read Kriyashima. It may well be that's what Rashi means as well. Rashi says, Kavahi Giyat Torah Layot. For some of you, it says that with, with the last, the Isham Mishapheret and Bala, by that time you already know it's, it's close to daytime. Now, Yom, what does it mean day? We're going to see later on, Safchet, Safchet, that day can be you can have daytime, what people call as in the first rays of light. You can have day as in, for certain mitzvahs, it's called day and night. But when people are sleeping, there's all different definitions of what's called day. And it could be that's what Rashi means here. When husband and wife are talking, you know that it's already close to the time, close to daytime for Kriyashima. By the time you get up, you prepare yourself, it'll already be time to read Kriyashima. It could be that's what Rashi means. Possibility. Al Kaponim, we've got, we've now said that Rabbi Yezah holds that the night is divided into three watches, and the Simonim Yigit are either going, uh, listing out the end of the first Mishmar, the beginning of the last Mishmar, and the middle of the middle one, or he's listing out the end of all the Mishmaras, and the Nakamina being for the last one, the last one he said, why do you need a Simon? It's the end of the night, just look out for day, it's for some reason a dark room, he doesn't know when it's getting light. So just listen out for husband and wife talking and uh, feeding and then he knows it's the end of the night.
get up, by the time you're ready, you'll be able to read Kriya Shema of the morning. Says the Gemara, Omar Rabbi Yitzchok Ba Shmuel Mishmei We're a little over halfway down the page now. There's a little full stop, I think, at least in my Gemara here. Omar Rabbi Yitzchok Ba Shmuel Mishmei He says in the name of Rav, Gimel Mishmore Tavei Alayla. The night is divided into three watches, as we've said. The Alkol Mishmore Mishmore. On every watch, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yeshiv HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sits, as it were, V'shoi Kari, and he roars, he cries like a lion. V'oim, and he says, Oi Labonim Sheba'avenitim Echerachi Esbesi, Woe to my children, because of their sins, my, my, my house has been destroyed. V'sarachi Esbesi, and I've had to, I've had to destroy my house, I've had to burn down my Hechol, V'eglesim Levein Umer Soedom, and I've had to exile my children amongst the nations of the world. In other words, uh, during these three times, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets up, or not gets up, he sits in Kaviyachal, he mourns over the loss of the Beis HaMikdash and the fact that he's had to exile his children um, into, amongst, the, amongst the nations. Again, what's the Naskimina for us? So there is, there's, a, there's a major difference. I mean, there's a major point here. The Rosh mentions, and it's brought in Shulchan Aruch, I'll just read to you what, the, what it says in first, the first sentence, right at the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, Simon Aleph, and Gimel, it says that a person should realize, Hamashkim Mishchanin Nifnei Boireh. It says, somebody wants to get up to govern and beseech Hashem, Yechavim Mishoyesh Mishchanis HaMishmoreh. He should try and aim to get up to govern at a time when the Mishmoreh change. Shein Bishlish Halayla, as we say, which is at the third of the night, two-thirds of the night, or at the end of the night. Like the second answer to the Gemara. Because the spirit of a person done at those times, over the exile and the, and the loss of the Bishamikdash, they're especially... Um, the love is in the eyes of our Kodesh Baruch Hu, and it gives it an extra um, strength to the Tzvila and more potential to be answered. And then he says it's if given. Roy Lechad this is a quote from the Rosh. It's fitting for any Yerei Shomai, for anyone who's got fear of heaven, that a person should feel the pain over the Chorban Beit HaMikdash. As our Kodesh Baruch Hu, we should we should share in the pain, as it were, of the Shekhinah, who bemoans the, the loss of the Beis HaMikdosh, so too, as I said, this is the source for, for uh, Tikkun Chatzot, getting up in the middle of the night, according to the first answer, as we saw at Chatzot, to get up and to mourn the loss of the Beis HaMikdosh. As to why it's not so prevalent nowadays, that is discussed right, where the Minak has come from. But the one thing which we, as, as the first can say, even if we don't get up to take second chatzot. At the absolute least, there are other opportunities for us to show our our sadness over the loss of the base on English. And the one which it talks about, which I think also I haven't seen so many people who keep this one either, is saying Al Naris Bovel before Benjamin. It's also discussed why nowadays it's not so prevalent, but it's brought in that in that uh, in that uh, halacha there. That uh, I think the Shlach says to say Al Ma'aris Bovel before benching, and obviously on Shabbos, Yom Tov, and occasions like that, we don't say Al Ma'aris Bovel because we don't mourn then, rather we say Shah Ma'aris. 
Our opponent is all comes from this Gemara, it's a rosh based on this Gemara, in the same way that our Kodesh Baruch Hu mourns the loss of the Beit Hamikdash, so too it's, a, it's especially, a, it's an opportune time, at these times during the night, to, um, to get up and to daven to our Kodesh Baruch Hu for the rebuilding of the Beit Hamikdash and to mourn the loss, um, mourn the loss and to hope for the future, that's what the, the Gemara is, that's the Nafka for us. Tanya carries on the Gemara. It tells us the story now. Omar Rabbi Yesi. Tam Achas, one time, Hayisi Mahali Echvaderech. I was going along the road. The Nechnasi, and Rashi, and Tosa says, they're talking about he's walking through the field. The Nechnasi Lechurva Achas Mechurva Yerushalayim. And I entered one of the dilapidated areas of Yerushalayim. Let's follow in order to dab. Bo Eliyahu Zofor Latov, Eliyahu came along. And he waited for me by the entrance. He waited until I finished my tefillah. After I finished my tefillah, Omali Eliyahu said to me, Shalom Alecha Rebbe. He greeted me. Peace unto you, my teacher. And I replied to him, Shalom Alecha Rebbe Umayri. Peace unto you, my teacher and my mentor. Then he said to me, Bini, my dear son, why did you enter this dilapidated area? It's dangerous. So, Omati, I said to him, this palace, I went in there to Dabba. So, Omati, he said to me, why didn't you govern on the road? So, Omati, I said to him, says Rabbi Yeti, I was afraid, perhaps, the, um, the people who are the, the travellers would interrupt me. And they'd disturb my tefillah. Now note, he doesn't say, I was afraid somebody may come, bandits may come along and kill me. He says, I was afraid they would disturb my tefillah. And Tosus is medaic, he derives from this, that it wasn't a problem of, of, uh, of, um, of Sakon. It wasn't even in, in danger, because otherwise he should have said, I'm up better point. What's that? I was worried maybe somebody would come along and kill me. That's why I went into the Purva. I went into the dilapidated area. The fact that he said I was worried somebody would interrupt my spirit, they would disturb me, shows he wasn't in a sarcon. Now the truth is, I'll just share with you uh, uh, one, one small idea. Why? What, is, is that a good proof? I would have said it's not a proof. I'll tell you why. Can you imagine, what, what do you think Eliyahu would have said to him? Let's say it was a danger. He's walking along the road, and he says, you know, the reason why I went into the Churva, into the dilapidated area is, because I was afraid somebody would kill me. What do you think Eliyahu would have said to him? Sorry? Oh, there is, there is a spiller to say. That's what Tosin is going to. Which spiller? Who are you? You're going to say the same? Oh, it's a very simple. What sort of time is that? So you're going to say a churva. Churva is also a mokham sakana. We're going to see. The Gemara says a churva is also a mokham sakana. So what have you gained? And a churva has got other problems with it as well. So it's not really a... He says, why did you go into the churva? Oh, because I was afraid of the sakana the people would kill me. So you go from one mokham sakana to the other mokham sakana. He's asking, so why do you move? You could have stayed where you were. She says, you know why? I'll tell you why. Because it's true. If I would have stayed on the road, it would have been a Mokham Sakana like the Khurva. But there's one difference. 
at least in the Chorva, I wouldn't be interrupted. Either way, I was in Sakhana. Whether I stay on the road or I go into the, into the Chorva, either way, it's a Sakhana. It's a danger. But at least in the Chorva, I can govern with, so to speak, peace of mind. We'll see why he wasn't worried about the Sakhana either way. We'll see, but I'll, I'll men- mention it soon. Very good. That's exactly, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Exactly. The answer is, well, I can answer it's the same answer. That, the, there's an Urachim, an amazing, amazing Urachim with Yosef in the pit, where he says an amazing Yosef. He says the biggest Sakona that a person can be in is when he's pitted against somebody else's prayer of the Chira, of free choice. In other words, he, it's, it's a famous question. If somebody points a gun at somebody's head and says, I'm going to kill you, can he kill the person, even if that person wasn't Chayat Misa? On the one hand, the person holding the gun has got the Chira. He's got a choice to pull the trigger or not. On the other hand, the victim, he's not Chayat Misa, so why should he be put to death? And the Urachai, without going into what the explanation is for it, there is explanation of Ron Gurvitz has got a shot on it, that he's, the Urachai seems to say, that Bechira is the most dangerous place a person can possibly be put, and he could be put to death, he could be killed, even though he's not Chayav Misa. Now, the way Rabbi Brown explains it is that he wasn't Chayav Misa until now. Now he will become Chayav Misa. doesn't matter why, but he can become Chayav Misa at that point. Also, the Arachim says the biggest Sakhana a person can be faced with is somebody else's Bechira. So therefore, it would have been a very good answer. If he, on the road, he was worried about bandits, it would have been a very good answer to say, the reason why I went into the Churva is because I was in a Mokhim Satana. To stand on the road, I was worried people would kill me. That's the biggest Satana you can be in. So I went into a Churva, I went into the dilapidated area, which yes, is a Satana, but not the same sort of Satana. The fact that he didn't say that, he didn't say I was worried people would kill me, so Tosis, you see from there, he wasn't in a Satana. That wasn't the problem. He said, I was worried people may disturb my spirit. What, what does Tosis want with this? I'm not going to do this Tosis inside, it's not so Negeata. It's really Negeata, so get later on. What Tosis is trying to prove with this is, what Tefillah, as we, uh, we'll continue now, and we'll see what the Nakhimena is going to be. So he said, and he always said to him, why did you go into the Chorva? He said, I went into Daven. So he always said, well, you could have Daven on the road. So he said, but I couldn't Daven on the road. I was worried people would interrupt me. So he said, but all my he said to me, first why I died, Poyalachalis Palos, Filokatora. You should have done the short tefillah. Now, what is this short tefillah? So, Tosis says, based on this, there's two sorts of short tefillah. Normally, when we talk about a tefillah katsara, a short tefillah, it's the Gemara in the fourth parrot, it means it's a special, special tefillah coined for people who are in a mochum sakon. Sorochei you say to Hashem, the needs of your people are many, etc. It's just a short tefillah, we say. He says that since he wasn't in a Mokhim Satana, as we just proven, he wasn't in a Mokhim Satana, he wasn't in a dangerous place. And he says, I was worried people would interrupt me. So Tosis, therefore, I agree with Rashi. Rashi says it, I mean, it's actually adding a bracket, but it was actually what we call Havi Nehu. Now again, it's not going to get us now, it's really for the fourth parrot, but just in short, Havi Nehu is a shortened version of Tfilo. So What you basically do is you say the first three brothers of Shemona the last three brothers, and all the middle ones, are all condensed into one broth. You just take a few words from each, basically. I mean, not, not exactly the same words. And it's all condensed into one big, relatively big broth. That's how they name it. And the point is, 
The Havinenu is for somebody who's not in a Mokim Sakon. A Mokim Sakon, if a person's in a dangerous place, there's an even shorter Tzfilah to say, Sorokha Amcham Arubah. It's a shorter Tzfilah. But somebody who's not in a dangerous place, but he's in a place where he's on the road, so then he would say Havinenu. Okay? He would say Havinenu. Now, Tosin says here, and later on, okay, you'll see, you'll see soon why, 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 I don't know if we'll get there today, but why I'm pointing this out, that Havinenu, Abayi says, he used to curse people who daven Havinenu. This is probably a sign of laziness. Daven the false man after. He didn't like it when people daven Havinenu. So what was Eddie Old saying to him, he should daven Havinenu? He could have said to him, what do you mean? I don't want to be cursed. I mean, I know Abayi came later, but... If Aminim is not a good thing, so he should have said, I wanted to daven the full thing. So what's the answer? He wasn't in a mocking sack, or not? What's the answer? Yeah, but that's why the old saying said, you could have daven on the road, and you would have daven to Aminim. He said, I couldn't daven on the road, because I was afraid people would interrupt me. So he said, you could have daven to Aminim. So Tosin says, this is what I said before, and he was on the road, stroking a field. When you're not in the city, when you are in the city, you're in a built-up area, there's no excuse not to daven the full Shemana But, if a person's on the road, he's in the field, there, a person, I'm not talking about Halakha now, but, there, a person could daven Havinenu. Okay? So therefore, what we're saying here is, that Havinenu, let's just sum up, Sorche Amchom Arobin, this special filler, it's for people who are in a mock and stuck on. That's what Yeti was not. He was not in a Mokhim Sakon. He wasn't in a dangerous spot. So people who are on the road, they're travelling, they can't really concentrate properly, they're worried people are going to interrupt their spiller. They're not in a city, so they can't go into, into a nice building, into a shul. So what they do is they can daven Havinenu. But for somebody in the city, Havinenu is not an option. The Rabbeinu Yonah, as I said, I'm not talking about Allah, the Rabbeinu Yonah says, however, he believes that somebody who is he's in a shul, but he knows he just does not have the frame of mind to dump and come on. He knows he, he, his mind, he just can't get, he's going through a difficult time, he will not be able to concentrate. He says he believes, he says he's macabre from his rabbi, that, he, that one would be able to dump in honey name. Because it's the same thing. What the, what's the point when you're on the road? When you're on the road, you're travelling in the field, you, your mind, you can't concentrate on study, you're too worried people are going to come and interrupt your spiller. You know, maybe you're standing in the way, you, you can't concentrate. He says, so to somebody who knows, he, he's, and he's not, not laziness here, he knows that no matter what he does, he won't be able to concentrate, he says he'd be able to dive in Havinenu. As I said, when we come to the fourth day, that's where we'll speak a little more about the actual practical applications on a plane, the person doubling on a plane, as they talk about, it's better to dive in sitting down, or should you go to the back of the plane? If you dive in the back of the plane, you're probably in the, in the way of all the stewardesses. I mean, on some plays they make a little spot there. But, uh, so you dive in Havinenu, Hashem in the fourth parrot will speak about that. But the, without Halach Alamaita, the Yisraelis Havinenu can be done only, only on the road where a person, he's not in a Mokim Sarkhana, but he can't really concentrate. And that's what Tosha says, and the, the, uh, the Rabinian, adds to that, he says, it seems even if a person was also, he ca- just can't possibly concentrate. So it says Eliyahu now, second wide line. At that time, I learned three things from three halachas, I mean, really one continues from the other, but I learned three things from Eliyahu. Um, number one, I learned, 
that one does not go into a churva, one does not go into a dilapidated and run-down building which is on the verge of collapse. We'll see the reasons for that soon. That's halacha number one. Halacha number two is, I also learned that one can daven on the road. Even though we'll see later on, generally you're not allowed to daven in an open area. It's seen as a, like a chutzpah, it's not a way to daven, it's not the covet. But if you're, on, if you're on the road, you're allowed to stand at the side of the road and you can daven. That's halacha number two. But Omarsi and halacha number three I learned from him is, Shamistalo Baderech, there's somebody who davens on the road, Mistalo Phila Kadzora can daven the short and Phila, i.e. Havimim. As we said, Three halachas. Number one, you don't go into a churva. Number two is, you don't, uh, if you can't go into a churva, what do you do? You can daven on the road. And number three is, if you're davening on the road, you can daven the shortened filler, i.e. have name. Okay? By the way, why did he go into the churva? If it's dangerous, why did he go into the churva? The Eni Asher says a little bit of a chiddush, but he says he relied on his, uh, that the filler would protect us. Even though we normally say you don't put yourself into a mochim sakana, he realized he was, I mean, Rabbi Yitzhak knew he was great enough that his filler would protect him. So what was Eddie Ollie's problem? Eddie Ollie said to him, fine, I understand that filler would protect you, but there was no need to rely upon that. If you had no choice, there was nothing else you could do, fine, you could rely on it. But since there was another option, you didn't have to rely on a nation, I mean, or protecting your filler protecting you, you should have died, you should have governed on the road. That's what the Eddie says, shout in the Gemara. Okay? Correct. In other words, his cheshbon, I mean, he, I mean, we all know that you can't rely on it, you know, you can't put yourself in a mockum sakana. So what was his, uh, he wouldn't have been mistaken on that. The answer is, he said, yeah, but I can get into a mockum sakana if I've got the protection of Tzvila. So he always said to him, you're right, if you've got no other choice. If there's no other option, then you'd be able to do that. But since there is another option, you can double on the road without having to rely, rely on the, you know, the spe- special protection of Tzvila in a mockum sakana, that's where you were mistaken. And he only did that because he said he would get interrupted. He didn't know he could daven at Tzvila Ketzorah. So he thought there's no other option. To daven on the road is not an option because I can't daven without being interrupted. So he said, the only option I've got is to go into the Chorva. I said, Mokim Sakana, oh, it doesn't matter, I've got Tzvila. And he always said, you did have another option. You could have daven on the road. I, what would you have done? Daven having in, daven the short and Tzvila. Okay? That's just explanation of the Gemara. So the three other options he said is, you don't go into the Chorva, you can daven on the road, and if you do daven on the road, you can daven have a name. So at the end of this conversation, the Omali, and he always said to me, Fini, my, my child, What sound, what voice did you hear when you were in the Khurva? The Omali, I said to him, Shomati I heard, uh, a heavenly voice, which was, uh, cooing, or whatever sound, uh, a dove mate. It's crying like a, like a dove. Presumably, because Kalali Shol is compared to a dove, Yenosi, Samosi, we call Hashem dove. So, in there, it was saying, Oi, Rabboni, woe to my children, Shabbat, and Isaiah, because of their sins, I've destroyed my face on Mikdash, Visharati, Seychori, I've burned down my Heichol, they've glazed in the and I've exiled them amongst the nations. But Omali, and he always said to me, Chayich, I swear to you by your life, the Chayir is Sheikh and by the literally the life of your head, and all that I swear to you. It's not just at this time I'll send that. Don't think that was a one-off. Every single day. Three times a day. 
Omeris Kas, it says that. Presumably when everyone's davening, or the, at the end of the three Mishmaros, HaKadosh Baruch Hu cries over the, over the Chorim of Eitamikdos. And not only that, there's loads of Bavad, you should know something else. At the time when Klan Yisrael come into the shul, you should know shakes his head as if to say, Oi. And he says, Happy is the king that they used to praise him in his house like this. It's so painful for the father, Shehedla Esponel, who's had to exile his children, the Oila and Nabonim, and worse to the children, Shehgolu Mial Shulchan Avihem, that they've been exiled from the table of their father. You should know the power of the Eishmerah. Now, from this Gemara, he doesn't say to say, we say Yehishmerah, but Mavorah, and Olam. Here it says, Yehishmerah, God, and Mavorah. I want to ask you, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, what does the word Yehishmerah mean? Take a look at Tosus. The Omen Yehishmei HaGodol Mavoyah. Says Tosus, Mikan Yish Lister, the last Tosus on the page. From here there, we, there's a contradiction, Masha Pirish Vamasa Vitri, that which is explained in the Master Vitri. It says in the Master Vitri, which is uh, I think a Talmud of Rashi, Yehishmei Rabba means like this. Shazud Fira, it's a Tfilah, Sha'onu Mispalilin, that we daven, Shiyemali Shemoi. That, our na- that the name of Hashem should become complete. Kedeksiv is the right then, the Pasha Speshala, Kiyot al Ko. The name of Hashem is written there, Yud and the Hey. But not the Bob and the final Hey. Shelo Yehishemoy Sholim. And Chazal Terah, that the name of Hashem will not be complete. The Kis O Sholim and his throne will not be complete. It says Kiyot al Kate, not Kise. It's missing. The Aleph of Kisei, and it's miss, missing the Vov and the final He of the Yudke Vovke. Achi Zarish Until the Amolik is wiped out, the name and the throne of Hashem will not be complete. And they say that's the Shah. Bayer Mahu Hashem Ha-Hu. Hu is the missing letters. The He and the Vov of Hashem's name, and the Aleph is of Kisei. Bayer Mahu, on that day when the Amolik is wiped out, on that day, the name of Hashem will be one, it will be complete, everyone will see the glory of Hashem. So that's how they explain it like this. They explain, explain it like this. Yehei Shemei, the word Shemei is two parts. Means, it means like this. Shem Ka. Shemei is split up into two. Shem Yod May The name Yod Kei, Rabble, become complete. Kalemina means to say, Sha'onim is paralim, that we are davening, that his name should become great and complete. And then, and when we say, that is how it's filled up, it's a separate fill up. means to say, that his name should be blessed, whatever that means, that's how it's saying to Imachsovichi. May the name, may the name, be complete. Comma, and a separate filler, Umaboyah, the Olam, and the Olme Omayo, may Hashem's name be blessed by the Mabo. That's how it sings in Master Vitri. There's posters you see from Al Kamara, not like that. Because what does Al Kamara say that, that people say in the shul? 
He says, it's all one to fill up. It's all one to fill up. That's what he's about to say. I don't think it's correct. The says over here, that it's all one to fill up. It's not two to fill up. If may great name, that's how Tosh is explained it. Yeah, but he's saying, he's assuming it means one or the other. So if, if the Mastavichi is correct, then the Gemara the shouldn't say, Yehishmei HaGodol Mavoira. It's Yehishmei Godol, or Yehgodol, or it's Gadol, or whatever. And then the Mavorah should be a separate spirit. It doesn't say that. It says, Yehishamayah told him his great name, Mavorah, be blessed. According to Mastavichi, it's not be blessed. It's a separate, Umavorah. That's right, that's right. That's right. The fact that it puts it all together implies it's one spirit. But then the Nakamina is, is it Yehishamayah with a, with a, with a Muppet K? Or is it Yehishamayah? Without a Muppet K? I, I, I don't know why this is, but it's brought down, it's brought down, Alotha, even Mr. Brewer even brings it down, that with a market case, it's only according to the master of Itri. I don't know why that is, maybe somebody can... Apparently, it's, it's, with a, it's only a market case if it's too, too, uh, it's Yehei Shein Apparently. But if it means, may his great name be blessed, then apparently it wouldn't take a market case. I don't know why. It should be cough. Oh, you're right. That's very simple. Of course it is. Yes, that's right. If it's if it's yeah, um, the word cough, the name of Hashem, Kiyom al Kiyom Kof, is with a Mafik case. So therefore, Yehishmei would take a Mafik case. So, but the the Bab says the Bab says this uh, the uh, sorry the Prima Godin says that we know about this. He says it doesn't matter what shot you take anyway. Either way, it should take a Mafik case. So therefore, if you want to be yoked to both opinions. Just say it with a Muppet case. Say it with a Muppet case. The other Nafkamina is going to be, I don't think we're going to have time to, to go through the, the proofs for one way or the other, is where do you put a comma? If you're going to put a comma, or where, let's put it this way, where do you have to make, make a point of not putting a comma? According to the Master Vitri, you've got to be very careful not to split it up and say, Yehei Shemei, rubble. Sorry, again. According to, according to Tosfus, right, according to the, the according to Masavitri, which is two separate spillers, then it's going to be Yehei Shemei, they his, uh, the name Kor Mavora. Then you could put a comma, theoretically. Okay? Whereas, according to the Peshat of Tosfus, yeah, the, the one place says like this, the, the Ramor brings this in Simon and Vod. He says, Don't make a pause between Yehishmei Rabo and Mavora. Because that sounds like the Master Victory. It's two separate things. Yehishmei Rabo, comma, Mavora, Mavorah is a separate spirit. Be blessed for Olam Abor. It says, No. Says the Ramon, the Agoyit Hashri says, the Shem Ozorua, it depends which parish you go according to. 
He says, according to the master victory, make sure not to make a break between Shimei and Rabbah. Don't say, hey, Shimei, comma, Rabbah. That, that's a terrible mistake. Whereas according to the Shas and Tosus, don't make the break between Yehoshnei, Rabbah, Mavorah. Now, Halakha Lamaith, it, 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 it talks about the Mokin Avram about, he brings the Gemara and Sukkah, I thought we'd have time, we're not going to have time to see it inside. Gemara and Daphne Ches, which talks about whether there is a problem with making breaks. It talks about, it brings rise from the Gemara and Yavonis. You've got to be very careful when it comes to the midst of Chalitza. So they tell the woman, you know, let's say their, their husband, he's got to say, Lechofatzi the Kastor. I don't want to take her. I don't want to take her as a wife. So they, dictate, they sort of tell him what to say word by word. They say, you've got to be very careful. Don't say to him like this. Loi. He says, Loi. Chofatzi the Kastor. Then he says, Chofatzi the Kastor. That changes the meaning. It reminds me, my, my brother says he was once in a shul in, uh, in America. He says, the Chofatzi was, you know, singing away, and as he got to the word Yastif, the choir ch- chimes in, Yastif. You know, so, so it's it messes up the whole meaning. You've got to be very careful where you put the comma. Now, the Maita, the, 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 the we Paskin, based on the Gomorrah there, it wouldn't really make a difference if you did put a comma there. We're not overly muffins. But, when, when Mahmoud says to Morgan, I'm trying to be Mahmoud, he says, it's better, you can take a breath, you can take a breath in between, but don't make a half stick between them. And therefore, if you want to be yoked to all the shitters, papers, the best way to do it, says to Morgan, Mishnah Brewer, is say it all together. Don't make a pause in between. Okay? Don't make a pause between anywhere there. And that way, you've been, you've been a kind of all shitters. And as he said, and Prima Godin says, you can stay with a Muppet case, and with that, you, he says, it's fine according to both Shatim anyway. So with that, you'll be, you have to fail the feast, toast us, fail the feast, the master victory, and everything's fine. <laughs>